Guys, welcome to Better Bachelor. This is Joker with a face for radio and a voice for TV. Tonight we're going to be talking about, um, there's a story I came across in the Washington Examiner, and it talks about uh, men needing work and women really don't. Or it goes on to say, say men need work in a way women don't. And, you know, as I read this, I said, well, you know, a lot of these things are, are things that I've said in the past. But one of the reasons why you'll find me reading articles and reading news on my channel versus just talking about a, a topic. And and there are, are um, guy YouTubers in the Manosphere that do that, and they do a great job with it. And I, I, I enjoy their work. I, I watch many of them. But I think it's important to read articles themselves and, and refer back to news and newspapers because then it's not my thoughts. It's uh, And I'll put my opinion and my, my, my logic into it. But it's not me speaking. It's not how Joker sees the world. It's how the world sees the world. And that's really what's important. It's how does society see everything that's going on in, in the world today? How do reporters, how do people on social media, how do our TV um, and news anchors, you know, what, what are they thinking of the world? Because that, whether even if what they're reporting is wrong, they their voice carries some weight with it. It's why so many people can listen to news and half the people say that's exactly what I think and the other half half of the people say, well, that's fake news. Or no matter which direction you go. I know fake news is kind of tied to the conservatives or to Trump, but, but the point being that we're all going to have disagreements on things. But if I were to just speak and tell you, well, here's here's what's going on. That's my opinion. So that's why I try to find news stories for you guys so that you're, you can at least say, okay, that's that writer's opinion. But it might also be several people's opinion, or it might be a newspaper's opinion, or I guess you'd say a website's opinion, not many newspapers anymore. So this article to me, it, it kind of struck home because it talks about it talks about what we've talked about before in in kind of our, the men's manosphere, but it's it's someone speaking to the world. And so it's not behind, it's not in small groups here on the internet. It's something that's it's becoming more and more more known, and I think that's important because as men going their own way and some of these other things start growing, uh, we want to know if if people are listening and people hear it. Not so much because it affects our lives, but it affects all men's lives. And if you're a men's rights activist, this kind of stuff is important. So this was posted in the uh, Washington Examiner, and it was today, uh, which yeah, uh, or very late last night or yesterday, I should say. Uh, uh, Men need work in a way women don't. Let me record this because I always forget every time. Okay, men need work in a way women don't. And and this is by Suzanne Venker, which is, again, now we're getting something from a female view, which I think is important, not necessarily to tell guys how they should feel, but to see what it's like coming from the eyes of uh, a woman. So it says, welcome to the year 2020 when women now comprise the majority of the workforce. That has a link. Let me see what that goes to. Women overtake men as majority of U.S. workforce. Data reflect growth in services industries uh, that employ higher numbers of women. Okay, that's only, uh, maybe that sounds like it's only um, the service industries. I don't know, but nonetheless, it's it shows here this graph that they're just peeking over. Um, okay, so the jobs report strongly suggests that the labor market dynamics are tilting in the direction of women, said Joe Brusellis. Chief Economist at RSMUS, we often look for tangible evidence of change. It's, it is now here in the data. Some will cheer this phenomenon as a boon for women in society, but it's anything but. 
When men dominate the workforce, there's no negative effect on marriage and family formation. But employed and under but unemployed and underemployed men have zero chance of finding a wife. Now this relates back to hypergamy as we've talked about before. When a, a man has a $20,000 job and a woman has a 40 or $50,000 job, she does not wish to date or marry him. When the reverse happens and the man has $50,000 job and the woman has 20, he has no problems with that. So women always want to date up. This is hypergamy. And when we also look at the physical attributes, like I've mentioned before, women look for wide shoulders, tall, handsome, you know, but the wide shoulders and flat stomach and tall uh, is, is something that's desirable in looks for women because it shows protection and power. That's what women look for. When it comes to men looking at female, they're looking for a wide chest to waist to hip ratio because that shows, uh, and, and again, whether this is actually statistically proven or not, I don't know. But it's in some studies I've read, it's thought to believe that this uh, gives the impression that the woman would have an easier chance or an easier uh, time with childbirth and feeding of a child, thus ensuring that uh, any, any child that the man had with this woman would be more likely to survive. But when it comes to the, the other things that, that women look at, um, you know, the power, the social status, the money, men don't need any of that. Men are, it doesn't matter to a man. What he looks for is uh, youth and beauty and um, uh, the physical attributes that I've mentioned and, and, you know, some intelligence and that you get along and, and it's going to be a good cohesive unit. But it, it's much, much different. Let's continue on. We envision ourselves progressive when it comes to women and work, but women are still and always will be the sex that gets pregnant. As such, they know that if they want to have children and if they want the option of taking care of these children, if only for a few years, they need a competent working husband on whom they can rely. Women also aren't attracted to men who lack ambition or drive. A man doesn't need to be rich, but he needs to know where he's going and how he's uh, going to get there. And again, that's what I talk about, social dynamics, being being socially powerful, socially motivated. And of course, that motivation usually means more income. However, I think they're wrong here when they say um, that if a woman wants to have children, even if for only a few years, they need a competent working husband on whom they can rely. I disagree. And part of the, part of the social change that's happened that makes this uh, wrong is that the, the father government will step in and assist single mothers with with uh, finances. And of course, there's also child support. So the problem is this means that a woman, if she can at least conceive, then she doesn't need to rely upon that man anymore. She doesn't need to worry about a family anymore. And she doesn't need to rely on any of the traditional um, tropes in order to survive. She gets child support and she gets the government assistance. And thus she can live on her own and, and really have the child that she wants while doing whatever she wants. She doesn't need to to uh, to live up to a man's expectation or she doesn't need to be a partner or she doesn't need to be supportive of anybody else. She can do it on her own. And many women are choosing to do this. As such, it's leaving men kind of being donors. And after that, well, then they're just wallet donors, money donors. And, and they're chased out of the out of the family unit. So I think they're wrong on that point. We'll continue on. We cannot reverse the sexes in this scenario and end up with the same result. A woman's employment status, status determines zero of her physical attractiveness. The average man isn't looking for a woman who can support him, nor, nor is his desire for her related to her level of ambition. 
So his attachment to work is very different from a woman's. Work is a man's identity, his means of being useful. And I've, I've said that before in some of my other videos, is that guys want to, men like working, as long as it's something that they are passionate about or they enjoy. They like a little bit of competition. They like earning that pay raise. They like earning that promotion. It gives them a sense of purpose. It gives them a sense of drive and well-being. They continue on. Uh, that is why until recently, men have always placed work at the center of their life goals, but they don't need to anymore. That's what I'm saying. To be clear, this is not an argument against women being in the workforce at all. It's merely an to acknowledge that men and women are interchangeable. Thus, the outcomes will be different when we act as though they are. Men have an innate desire to protect and to provide for their families. And as guys, we know this. Most of the time, we're we, all of us at one point or another unless you're kind of playing the game and you're young and having fun. But most of us at one point or another envisioned having a family unit, finding a, either a girlfriend or a wife that we could love and it would be the, the two of us. And then if you decided to have children, it would be the two of you plus. And, and we are fine with protecting our women and looking out for them and supporting them until it bit us in the backside and uh, until we learned that those dynamics don't work anymore and we gave up. Men have an innate desire to protect and provide for their families, but most women, unless they're single mothers, work for different reasons, for autonomy, for extra income, or because they believe that without work, they aren't valuable. Not true, but you can thank feminists for that. Whatever the reason, it's not because they have a desire to support a husband. A woman quotes, uh, this is from a Karen uh, on, the Wall, on a Wall Street Journal article. She, she says, quote, Gen X here, and I can say that I've worked my entire adult life full-time and through college, supported my unemployed husband when he was out of work and currently earn more than he does, and I hate it. Bitter is not a strong enough word for how I feel. That's uh, Karen in a comment, like I was saying. And you can see, because the weight of the relationship is on her shoulders. They will survive or not survive. They will have money for rent. They will have money for their car, their utilities, for their fun money and everything else, mostly on her shoulders. And that stress drives her crazy. As a man, this stress is kind of expected. We know this is our responsibility from the time that we grow up. We had a father, most of us had a father, or we know of father figures that proudly support the family and they're happy to do it because that is their job. But traditionally, women still maintained the household and they made sure that the children were taken care of and everybody had their role. Now that women are taking over the men's roles, women don't want men that will take the women's roles. They don't want men at all, if, as long as they are superior caste. And as long as the women are ahead of men, marriage is just going to be on the decline. You're going to see single women going out and having fun and enjoying themselves with with attractive guys and then they'll have their children and they'll get their money and they'll continue on but they will never have a household uh, that or they'll never have a family up to their standards so long as they are going to be the main breadwinner. imagine a husband writing the same thing gen x here and i can say that i've worked my entire adult full uh, life full time through college and and i support my unemployed wife when she was out of work and currently uh and i currently earn more than she does and i hate it Bitter is not strong enough word for how I feel. Just typing that feels silly. It is a rare man who would say such a thing. Karen, on the other hand, is not unusual. It's a rare woman who works full-time and year-round for years and years and years and doesn't burn out or become resentful, particularly if she has children or wants children. The baby question is just one part of the early 30s milieu. 
there's a distinct loss of ambition, writes uh, Bridie Jabour. There's a distinct loss of ambition for women. Men can burn out too, of course, but they don't typically fantasize about dropping out of the workforce or being unemployed. On the contrary, men are lost when they're not working. Male self-deletion rate has risen sharply and much of it is due to unemployment or underemployment. Men need to work in a way women do not. Thus, it makes more sense for a man to have a leg up in the marketplace. We, we need that. We need that. We need a reason to, or else we're going to just take care of ourselves and we can get by with a lot a much easier, simpler life than most women can. At the end of the day, nothing good will come from men being displaced by women in the workforce. This phenomenon has and will continue to create a sharp decline in marriage and family formation will increase the likelihood of divorce and even death. That's not progress. That's regress. And I have to agree with her. I think this is actually a very well-written article because it touches on a lot of the things that we, we men talk about. You know, if a woman wants to earn a hundred thousand and I make fifty thousand dollars a year, I don't care. If if I feel that fifty thousand is enough for me and I can save for my retirement and I can live well and enjoy my life, I'm not gonna kill myself to make a hundred grand. But for other people, other men, they say, I want a big house, I want a condo on the beach, I want to travel around the world in fancy jets, and they will work for that money. That's great. Again, just two different views on the world. But that woman that's making more that woman that's making more, she's not going to settle for anyone less. Interestingly, I have a female friend who is a doctor. She's finishing her residency, and she has just begun uh, her medical medical practice. She is a cardiologist. Her income uh, starting out is going to be roughly two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand a year, somewhere around there, or so she says. But I have I, I could easily look it up online. I'm, I'm pretty sure she's being accurate. Can you imagine being a female doctor and trying to find somebody to date? The truth of it is you really are only at that point going to be able to date a doctor, a lawyer, someone that has a very high income potential. Otherwise, you will feel that you are the superior. And I I don't have any statistics to support this, but it only has to work that way. You know, no woman that makes two hundred and fifty or $300,000 a year is going to want to marry or be with somebody that makes $50,000 a year and they want to live the high life, but it's coming out of her, her, her work or her checking account. I don't know too many women that would be okay with that. So, you know, here we have a, an article in a major newspaper that kind of agrees with what we've said all along. And it's just a little bit more proof that as guys are doing their own thing, as men are becoming bachelors, as we're not marrying, uh, the easy uh, nightlife, so to speak, and the easy hookup culture, guys are still having their fun, but they don't have to get married to have that fun. It's just more and more reason that this is slowly falling apart for society. And the truth of it is, the only people that really suffer out of all of this are the women. The men that are, are the men that are attractive or have a little bit of game can go out and have some fun. They can still date. They can still get some action. The the other seventy or eighty percent of the men, they're losing out if it's important for them to be married and to um, and to have a family. They're losing out because the women that would normally accept that guy are ones that are not quite the top percentage of women. In other words, an average woman would marry an average guy. But now that's not happening anymore because of, of society's what society has told women that they should be getting and they should be going for. So men will be lo- losing in that case. But in the case of, of men being men going their own way or being bachelors, as it were, we're not losing at all. And as a matter of fact, in many cases, we might look upon this and say, well, this is a good thing, actually. Because now it's not expected of me to make a big income. 
It's not expected of me to work long hours at an office and I can do what I enjoy, how I enjoy it, and live the life that I enjoy because I only have to worry about myself. So for we men that have gone our own way and doing the bachelor thing, we're going to be the happiest out of everyone. So as many times as somebody may come into my comments or comments on some of the forums and call us names and say, you know, that we're sad and losers and this and that, the truth of it is, in the long run, if this continues to to happen in society, we're actually going to be the only ones that are happy. Guys, if you'd like to support my work, links are below. I have PayPal and Bitcoin. Thank you for all of those that have donated. I really appreciate the love. And of course, there's my second channel and my uh, Instagram account, The Unknown Adventure, if you'd like to check out my photos from travel. Please give a like, a subscribe, and a comment. I'd love to hear what you guys think about it, as always. And give me a few likes, and, and if you subscribe, let's uh, push my content up a little bit bigger in the ranks so maybe more people can hear my somewhat interesting advice. Guys, I'll leave it there. This is Better Bachelor. I'm Joker. We'll talk to you soon. Thank <laughs> you.